Hey, are you looking to upgrade your key life areas and evolve to a higher level of existence? To practically harness personal growth and spirituality in a crazy, busy, imperfect world? Then you've come to the right place. My name is Prash and this is Urban Spirituality, the show which uniquely fuses ancient wisdom with contemporary self-growth and spiritual disciplines to deliver value-added tools, traits and insights to help you unleash your fullest potential. We always keep it real featuring authentic, unfiltered dialogue with guests from diverse backgrounds to inspire, entertain and enlighten all who listen. So get ready for your dose of urban spirituality. Be present and let's dive in. We're so bothered by what other people think about us. Why some of us get so worked up by what somebody else is thinking about our stuff, our work, our attitude, our character, the way we speak, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we look. I mean, I've rocked up to this life. No preparation, just speaking from the heart. As far as I'm concerned, because I'm traveling abroad right now, I've got no hair gel, I've done nothing to my hair. I think it's a kind of mess. <laughs> I've got bags under my eyes. Not really, but the light makes it look like I've got bags under my eyes. So I could be sitting here worried all about my appearance and how I'm gonna appear on camera and how you guys might judge me, saying, oh, he's vegan and you know, he's gonna be a healthy guy. Why has he got bag bags under his eyes? Or why does his skin look a little taut? Or am I gonna just share value and not give a damn about what you think, how I look, and care more about how my message might help somebody out there? Now I'm choosing the latter. So what's really happening here? What is it? And I'm asking you, as you're tuning in, what is it that gets you so bothered and so worked up about how certain people perceive you? What they think about you? What they say about you behind your back? I've had that. There was a time, a long time ago, in the 1990s, <laughs> when I got married really young, really young. It was my choice. Against my dad's wishes, he said, don't do this this young, you'll regret it. I was a stubborn guy. I said, no, I know better. Well, I thought I knew better. Got married. Didn't work out. Year, year and a half. A year and a quarter. Didn't work out. You know, we were young. Uh, the lady I married was also very young. A couple of years older than me. Didn't seem to bother me. When we called it a day, because we realized that we weren't compatible in those days, you know, we hadn't explored our values. I didn't have the coaching experience and the life experience that I've had subsequently for all these decades people started to judge us family friends people in the community they started judging me they started judging her they started to make conclusions i've had i had all kinds of things from i was ignoring her like i didn't perform um i'm gay uh i was disinterested I was forced into the marriage by my parents. <laughs> one of them wasn't even alive, so how that one happened, don't know. There were all kinds of stories and conclusion. And I found myself giving so much of a damn about it that it ruined my own mental health. 
It ruined my peace of mind. It disturbed the fine balance of my emotions. It affected my performance in my job, which I had recently graduated and started working. In so many ways, it brought out the worst in me because I paid so much credence to what other people were thinking about me and speaking about me. And yet the truth, the truth was far removed from that. And then what happened? I started getting angry, saying that, hey, they're thinking all these things about me and they're so far away from the truth. If they only knew the reality of the situation, they would all shut up. So then my ego kicked in. My ego wanted to prove them right, prove them wrong. My ego wanted to prove myself right and prove them wrong. So I'm going to tell them something. And I did for a while. And it kind of made me feel good for a little while. But I learned the hard way that trying to prove yourself to other people and prove right, trying to be answerable to other people and show them that actually they were all wrong and you were all right, is exhausting. Sure, there is a time and a place to show people that they were wrong, to have them corrected about their perception about you, to have them understand the true version of you. Of course, there's a time and place for it. But when it's done in the wrong way or with the wrong level of effort and emphasis, or at the wrong time, it becomes very exhausting, very draining, it drains us. Have you had this experience? Have any of you had this, where you've done this, where you've experienced it firsthand, or maybe you know somebody who's gone through this, and you know how it's draining them, how it's exhausting and dissipating their positivity, their constructiveness, their empowerment, because they're so drained and worried about what people are thinking about them. So I'm putting it to you and I'm using my own example, which also, you know, it's not an easy thing to talk about, but I'm trying to be vulnerable because I think more of us need to be vulnerable and open like this and have these conversations. So what is it for you? What has it been for you? And in doing so, in asking you this question, I invite you to reflect upon how you handle that scenario. What were the good aspects of how you handle that scenario, that phase of your life? where you were so busy worried about what other people thought. What were the outcomes that were positive? What were the outcomes that were negative? If you do a small audit to try to ascertain, you can start to almost create a like a profit and balance sheet. You can see what net result you had. And oftentimes when we're so worried about what other people think or perceive of us, it's usually negative. We're in deficit, my friends. We're not in profit. We become in profit when we tune down or turn down the volume control, the dial, when we turn down the dial on what other people are saying about us. When we turn that dial down, when we turn down what people are saying about us, thinking about us, we start to then create the space here in our head space, in our heart space. We start to create space to start to fill our own mind, intellect and spirit with the things that we actually want to pursue, the things that are important to us, the things that we do need to focus on at this given point in time or at that given point in time. So how can we harness this? Well, maybe it's time to take an audit. Who out there, whose, whose opinions really actually count? And I bet you, if you really evaluate this, you'll find that it's just a handful of people. The people who are there for you in the thick and thin, no matter what happens in your life. The people who actually care. The people who are 
reluctant to judge you, but eager to encourage you or praise you when you do good. Make an audit of those people. And maybe just a handful of people's views and opinions count, but never at the expense of your own views and opinions. Whether that be your parents, whether that be your guru, your teacher, they may all have opinions. But did God not give us our own mind, spirit and intellect? Did God not bestow us with these things? Were we not born with these? Would it not therefore benefit us to start to learn to become in tune with those things? Not from a place of ego, not from a place of false pride that I know it all. I'm better than everyone else. No, but from a space of relaxed and pragmatic humility where we are humble enough to receive the views of the people, just a handful of people that truly count and balance those with what our heart and our head and our spirit are saying. When we align those through the practices we often talk about on urban spirituality, on our retreats, on our talks, or the things that you hear about in your own spiritual and personal development paths, when we tap into those tools that many of us have, then we start to be able to make more valuable judgments and decisions. And then we are making our decisions and our directions, our actions from a place, from a place of centeredness and a balanced perspective rather than being overly dictated or distracted or deviated by the opinions of others that don't truly count that much at all. So I'll leave it there. I hope that that's been of value. It's just reflection. I'm not offering you prescriptive advice, but I do want to offer you pragmatic advice. Things that have worked for me, for my clients, for my friends, for the people that I mentor. And maybe in some small way you can take this and help somebody in your life who could hear and need this message right now, if not yourself. That's all I got for you for now. As always, check out the podcast if you already haven't. There's over 100 plus episodes. There's years of wisdom, decades of wisdom that I've poured into that. And it's available on iTunes, Spotify, the YouTube channel, and all your favorite platforms. Go check out Urban Spirituality and do something good for somebody out there and help them to reclaim their own power and tune out the dial of other people's voices. That's it. Namaste. Peace out. Hey folks, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and as with all our episodes, found something to inform, inspire and empower you in your personal and spiritual journeys in life. As always, feel free to leave a little love through your ratings and comments, subscribe and share it with those you care about. And take your personal and spiritual evolution to the next level by joining us on one of our unique events, workshops or retreats or taking advantage of our personal and professional coaching packages. Find out more about us at mantratherapy.co.uk. I'm your host, Prash K. This is Urban Spirituality and we will catch you on the next episode.